Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Artissima, I just want to I just wanted to bring you here to have a conversation about what you've been doing. Okay. Because you've been modeling and I've been doing photography when I feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) And when I met you, I went out to a meet. Mm -hmm. You came out in your gown. It was crowns and gowns. That was, was that crowns and and gowns? gowns Yeah, it was crowns and gowns. It was the first one Mm -hmm. um, with DC Creative Collective. Mm -hmm. That was your first one? That was my first one ever. It was my first one as well. Right. It was my first like photography, anything in DC, because Mm -hmm. when I left DC, I wasn't modeling. I wasn't doing Mm -hmm. anything. So I was nervous. Well, it was my first as well. And, um, started taking photos with you. I liked it. Right. So then I said, what's up? What brings you here? Things of that nature. And what did you say specifically? Do you remember? Um, I probably don't remember that conversation, but I like to think you told everybody the same thing. (laughs) No, you and I, uh, I do remember us talking. And the gist of it was, is that I had my mindset on doing a thing Mm -hmm. and that I wanted to see that through. Mm -hmm. And I had started doing a little bit of modeling um, when I was in New York. And now that I was back in the DMV, I didn't want to let that fall to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my goal. Mm-hmm. And that's been kind of what I've tried to stick to. <laughs> right. And I remember specifically that you said, you know, I feel like you're very comfortable kind of like joking about yourself. So you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm old and all this other stuff, <laughs> yes. but it doesn't matter. Like I want to do this and I'm really serious about it. And like, I feel like you're the kind of person where maybe from what I know, mm-hmm. where people probably, it's probably easy for people to like maybe dismiss you right? because like you're really fun loving, you know, and joking a lot. So maybe people probably didn't take that seriously, but I'm looking at you and I'm like, I think she means this. <laughs> so <laughs> Ever since then, I've seen your followers on Instagram grow. I've seen you take phenomenal photos and I've seen you do what you said you were going to do. Something that a lot of people don't do. So I just wanted to hear about that journey because specifically um, what you're doing is plus size modeling as well. And I think that that comes with people having a lot to say about you. And that's the other thing, how you've handled that. Can you get into a little bit, though? Because I didn't know you were in New York. So, like, can can you talk about how you first began modeling? Like, give us a little bit of the background and then bring us to the current? Absolutely. Um, so modeling is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to do pageants when I was a little girl in Texas. Um, but you know, my family, obviously we did not have the means to be able to support that. Uh, and I've mm. always been big. Like I've literally always been the biggest out of all of my friends, the tallest out of all of my friends, the only plus size one in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though my mom believed in me and she would always tell me like, you should do this for Lane Bryan or you should do that. Um, no one else really saw that. And so I learned very early not to speak about those aspirations because no one wants to talk about a dream and get laughed at. Mm. So I really buried that for a long time. And over the course of, you know, the past almost 20 years, um, I've been married and divorced and had children and, but it was always something that stuck in the back of my mind. And I would see these models like Erica Lauren and I would just, I would be like, I can do that. Like 
I know that this is something that I can do. And flash forward to, I took a job in New York Mm -hmm. and I was only there for a few months before the panini happened. And I was kind of in a place where I have no friends here in New York. I don't really know anybody. It's just my daughter and mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now working from home 100%. And I was in a job and in a position where my job was all technical, all logistical. Mm-hmm. And there was no creative aspect to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time in my life, I didn't have a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And honestly, one day I was obsessing over pictures while, you know, right before we shut down completely and I was, you know, home full time. And I came home from work and I just started taking pictures of myself with my self timer on my iPhone. And I probably took a thousand photos that night Mm -hmm. and agonized over them. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember crying when I looked at pictures of myself, because for so many years, I didn't do those kind of pictures. It was always like one of my children were standing there or whatever. I had shied away from it. And something that I thought I could do now was really, I realized how difficult it was. It's not just like stand there and be cute. Mm -hmm. You have to face those insecurities that you have. And so long story short, I kept with it and I ended up kind of getting quote unquote discovered by a lady on Instagram. Her name is Caroline. Mm -hmm. And she saw my pictures. I had been using like plus size hashtags and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you should model. You're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that really just picked like from there, everything jumped off. Mm -hmm. And I really started taking it seriously. And it was just my daughter and I, and we were just doing like outfit of the day stuff on Instagram. I had about like 174 followers. Wow. And like my mom was the only one making any comments. She was like, you're doing great, sweetie. Um, And we just kept going. So yeah, that's, that's been kind of the thing. So I was lucky to work with some amazing photographers in New York that I met. And when I decided to come back to the DMV, um, was able to meet you, able Mm -hmm. to meet other people with the DC Creative Collective. Mm -hmm. And it's just really been a journey. Like, Yeah. So the the growth in social media mm-hmm. has that been mostly since you've moved back here a hundred percent yes mm-hmm. so I would say probably seventy to seventy five percent of mm-hmm. my growth has been since being back in the DMV what do you think has attributed to that comfort I think that I needed time to like that maturation process to go from looking like a scared little doe in front of the camera, which God bless the first photographers that worked with me, Don and William and Melody, like they were so patient and so encouraging, but I needed time to get comfortable with myself and comfortable with the craft. And this is something that I study and this is something that I practice Mm -hmm. like, and I, I work really hard at. And so coming back to the DMV, I was just in a different place mentally. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I need work on. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that I absolutely will not do. Mm -hmm. And that has helped a lot. Wow. That is super interesting. Um, and I, I want to talk about that because I mean, I'm on social media a little bit looking at you know the things that photographers do mm-hmm. looking at some of the things that the models around here post and I don't want to dog anybody right okay? right never never but um that day at gowns and crowns crowns, crowns and, gowns, and gowns whatever yeah. they want to call that right <laughs> 
I was really intrigued by the looks that you were doing versus some of the other people that I had been around up to that point. Right. And I think to hear you say that it was something that you were working at, right? Like, that's the thing about it, just putting in the work, you know, like even if it's just a couple hours a day, you right. know, I, it is a lot more than just looking good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and that was really intriguing to me. And you said, I want to do this and this, and you've been doing it, really. And I think that that is commendable. But one of the things that's been really interesting about it is I've seen you have to say to people things about armpits and <laughs> calling you this, that, and Listen, the third. Sir, my armpits never what is, have ever thought. Yeah, like, we got to talk about the armpits. What is, <laughs> what is that whole thing about? I don't know. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere... There are certain men, it's always men, um, that that is what they have keyed in on. In certain pictures, they're like, I love your underarms. I love, and listen to me, you know, I'm not one to shy away from a compliment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I will take my compliments as I can get them. But that has been the weirdest thing. And I, at first it was like one dude, but there's probably been like six or seven. And it's not, y'all get the tame version in my comments. <laughs> I get like the uber weird stuff like in my DMs and it is just, it's, and, and my mom like called me. She was like, what are you doing with your armpits? I was like, lady, like nothing. I promise you. So it has been very odd. Has, have they been, have you asked because like, has anybody been specific about what it is about your armpits? To do? I, I've asked several times. I've mm-hmm. just been like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? And no one can give me like an <laughs> answer. Just something about your armpits. I think it's maybe, you know, like I'm a fat girl. And so like, I think my armpits look like Maybe like warm, and they probably are. You know what I'm saying? Because like, they look warm. Because your armpits look warm. I think they feel like they could just like. Sn- I hope they don't want to do weird things to it. God bless them. But like, I think they feel like they could just like snuggle on in there or something. I maybe like my armpits look like. I don't know, like shaved hedgehogs. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you crazy? Exactly. But it, that has been a that has been the weirdest compliment that I've ever gotten ever. Yeah. That, so that is the weirdest thing because I was about to ask you. Um. I mean, that's the weirdest body part that anybody has ever complimented. But the weird and the strange, like, it does not stop. Ever. I want to move this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it never ends. Like, yeah. the... I don't know. Can I say penis on this? Yeah. I okay. mean, this is... You can say penis, curse, do whatever. Like, we doing whatever. So, you know, the dick pics I was used to. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Do so people do that. A hundred percent. There is probably not a day that goes by that I don't get a day. I've had this conversation with my girl because I, I, I still struggle to believe it. It's just not how, who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. You know what right, I mean? Like I'm right. really, I really even struggle in a relationship to think that I can just at any time do that. Honestly. Yeah. But I think it's you just can. not my like, thing in a relationship. Yeah, you for sure. Can. And I think I should probably even do it more. You should a hundred percent. Your girl, she's lovely. Okay. <laughs> that lady in that room <laughs> is a gem and she deserves a good dick pic. She is a gem. A couple times a week. Nah, she uh, is a gem for sure. Yeah, and yeah. she should get more dick pics. She should get more. She deserves. Yeah. And I'm a little disappointed that like it takes us to get to this point that you. Well, realize, she's going to thank you. Yeah, I think if, yeah. If she hears this now or later, she's right. going to thank you 
uh, because I think she would like more dick pics. One thing about me is I'm a girl's girl. I mm-hmm. am here for the ladies. And so I love a good dick pic. Like, don't get don't get it twisted. I love them. <laughs> I actually was thinking about making a coffee table book and I was going to call it unsolicited. The dick pics we didn't ask for. But I don't want to see that book, but you have to do that book. I feel like because I can tell you, I have gotten um, the production value of some of these mm-hmm. gentlemen and the videos that they send me. <laughs> they put you out of business in your former life as a videographer. They would put you out of business. Get out of here. There, there have been costumes. There's been some soft jazz in the background. Costumes. Candles. Yes. Chaps. And I love a good set of chaps. Hold on. <laughs> costumes on the penis. No, like costumes on them. Like he had like chaps on and then the penis was like out of the chaps. It was amazing. It was really good. I have to say. So that was one of my favorites. You don't like the unsolicited dick pic in general. No, here's the thing. They're all unsolicited. Like, you know, um, there aren't very many. There's only one man in my life that I would be like, hey, send Send me a picture of your dick. And he he doesn't and he won't. Um, But so he's similar to me. Right, right. He's like, girl, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Like, <laughs> I think there's something with like the guys who like, you know. I think it's maybe I want it too much. I'm a little too aggressive about it. Like, I think if I would just like let it breathe, uh-huh. he would maybe just surprise me. <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up, by the way. Um, you know, if if he would do that. But so they're all unsolicited. And most of them I just, you know, ignore, disregard and keep it moving. But sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, come on. <laughs> You send me a 10-inch penis on the internet, I'm looking at that. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I don't care who you are. If you're a man, if somebody sends you some tits or a vagina, you're going to look at that. Yeah, you're going to at least look. You're going to look, okay? I may not respond to your DM, but you may get like some hard eyes. Mm -hmm. You may get a little something. Mm -hmm. So So you let them know like it was a good effort. Yeah, the ones that are really good, I'm like, look at you. God bless. So let me ask you something. Are the guys who bring the costumes out, the production value, are they always well endowed or is it yes. just a confidence no, across no, the board? No. They are always, they are the ones that know they got that role. So the being, ones that's like that, shady, poor lighting. Right, right. They're, you the know, camera they're is lacking, 10 feet away. Absolutely. Or Those are like the, they're on top of it. You know, there's, there's <laughs> lessons to this. You know, I don't have a penis, but if I did, I could give lessons on like good dick pic, like positioning and things like that. I've had to learn to at least put some lotion on it if I decide to do that. For the love of God. And put some lotion on them goddamn knuckles. Like, don't be, you know... Don't have your hands ashy. You look like you've been busting bricks all day. You've been (laughs) fighting cinder blocks. And then you're going to put that on your... And really, honestly, it's for your own safety and protection. You're going to cut your thing up. Right, right. So, the ones that take the time, and I can tell who has coconut oil on and who has other stuff. You know, if you coconut earled up and you got a little lighting going, you don't have to have the music, but the music is nice. Um, It's a beautiful touch. I love music. So, it's not just dick pics, it's dick videos. Dick videos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Are you I'm sh- proud of my collection, honestly. And I stand on that. Like, I feel that I deserve, you know. So I'm not saying that I want gentlemen to continue to send them to me, mm-hmm. um, especially my friends from all the way across the world. I would like them to maybe stop. But the ones that I have gotten in the past <laughs> that were really good, I've deleted them all, you know, because I'm no perv. Mm-hmm. 
But it wasn't easy. But what about, what do you mean, uh, your friends from all across the world? There, um, so I didn't know this, and maybe you didn't know this, and I didn't want to brag. Like, I'm you sure know, I didn't I'm know humble. this, whatever you're about um, to say. I'm real big in India. Like, <laughs> um, oh, boy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> they love me. Okay. So now it makes sense. Right. So that is where most of my followers are from. So I have said this to you, uh, to, I said to you to my lovely lady that we were just speaking mm-hmm. about that kind of on a daily basis, I've been receiving new followers. Right. And the only person who's mentioned me on Instagram recently <laughs> has been you. 90% of these men who've been starting to follow me are from India. And I said, I said, maybe it's because Artissima has been posting it's a lot me. and some of them are my photos. Right. And they're like, let me follow this guy who's posted her because maybe maybe they're thinking I'm going to post other things More like of that. Me. Yeah, I don't know. Or like of, of, of you. Other people, you of know, other people. Of other people and yeah. things of that yeah. nature. They're going to okay. sna- like, sneak a peek really quick. So, okay. Yeah. I now think it all makes sense. Like, because I'm getting residual followers. Absolutely. And you're welcome. Um. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I knew it was you. I'm telling you, I told her, like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm all but certain this is from at Miss Johnson again. It's so the photos that we took for my birthday, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the window and I had never done any like where you could see a little bit of ass and I, I don't have a lot of ass. I'm, I'm quick to say that, but the little bit that I got that Jesus gave me, um, you know, that really was like the turning point because so, I think that changed people from just looking at, oh, it's fashion. It's this. It's okay. Like she's got freckles, you know, whatever. Like it is mm-hmm. what it is to maybe making it a little bit more sexy mm-hmm. and sexy is not something that I'm, I don't think I'm a sexy person. Mm-hmm. So, but showing that side, that was kind of the turning point for me. And I can, on like, I'm not trying to gas you, but those photos really kind of turned some things for me. That's interesting. Right. That's interesting. Um, because I mean, involved. I had like you know nipple, you know, and and my mm-hmm. mom was not. She actually, you know, she had some some choice words for you. Um, it was but, not my fault though. <laughs> she was. My mom was like, "Who is this man?" Because nah, I was just like, "Are you are you sure?" You were like, mm, you know, yeah, yeah let's yeah, do I this. I was comfortable with it. Listen, I'll put my nipple on the internet. Who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, Mm -hmm. we all have nipples. And if you don't have nipples, God bless you, you know? Um, So I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Right. And it has been difficult to bring my parents like around to that. Um, But I mean, that's just what it is. That's really, that's really cool. I didn't know that we were going to end up uh, talking, but you have taught me so much um, just now. It's uh, really interesting. I taught you about the quality of dick pics. Um, that you, and you've got to come correct because now when she hears this and she mm-hmm. knows that like what I've been getting, right. you that can't send like a rusty dusty. Outfits and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. you got to be standing up in these windowsills. Right. Like. So I got to like pretty much bring my own photography right. production right. value. Something strange for a piece of change. I don't know how they do it. I wonder, you know, I'm not even going to get into that. At some point in this conversation, though, I thought about something and I wanted to say that I did not say. Um, oh, yes. Sexy. You said you don't see yourself as sexy. No, not at all. And that's one thing that I wanted to make sure that I talked to you about, because I, I almost don't want to say plus size modeling out of my mouth because it scares me to kind of put that in front of it, because right. um I don't know. It's just something uncomfortable about it. I'd rather just say model, right? Right. Um, but with that being said, 
you know, we categorize these things, I guess. Right. 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 And that's the thing about it is that if you hadn't said that, I would have assumed that you have a high level of confidence and that you see yourself as extremely sexy. No, not at all. Wow. Okay. I'm a very confident person, but I think my confidence comes from, I know I am funny as hell. Mm -hmm. I know I am smart. Like Mm -hmm. I, I know I can speak well. I know I can handle myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I have abilities and things like that. I can churn butter. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a good, I'm a great mom. Mm -hmm. I have that confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. But as far as my looks, um, that has never been something that I am super confident about. Mm. And so when you and I were kind of talking a little bit about working at modeling, I am not someone that I feel comes into this with like a pretty face and a perfect, you know, or even like you said, for plus models, like I don't have that hourglass and big, you know, I don't have those things, Yeah, you know? So I always have felt that the same thing with modeling is what I took into basketball. When I played ball for 20 years of my life, you know, yes, I'm tall, but that is just about the only physical quality I have. I do not run fast. You know, I'm tall and I'm strong. But other than that, I didn't have anything. I wasn't a natural shooter. I I wasn't good at dribbling. The reason why I was as good as I was is because I worked harder than Mm -hmm. everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that is, I take that into everything. I take it into my regular career. I take it into modeling. I'm going to outwork you. And, and that's how I feel about it. There are millions of women that are more beautiful than I am. There are millions of plus models out here that are killing it, but some of them and not, and I'm not making a generalization, but some folks don't want to work and some folks don't want to reach out to photographers. And, you know, I work 50, 60 hours a week and I still go and shoot with photographers and I will shoot outside. I will shoot in the rain. I will shoot at your dad's house. Like I don't care. So it's not so much that I'm so sexy and so beautiful. It's that I work at it and I try to be diverse. Now, you know what? That's something I appreciate. Let's let's shift towards okay, me a little absolutely. bit because we're we're figuring some things out as we go along absolutely. here. Are we but good? with that, yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay. So with that that being said, though, um, that's something that I loved about working with you because when I met you and I said, "Hey, you want to take some more photos?" Mm-hmm. You were like, yeah, it was like an instant exchange numbers, exchange Instagrams, set it up and do it. Even with this, it was like you just came through and like you had a Instagram that blew up. Blowing up. Right. And it was no like, you know, weird shit. No, never, never. And that's something that I really, you know, respect. But at the same time, it's kind of like that makes a lot of sense because what it sounded like you were just saying to me, obviously you were direct about it, but the other thing about it is that you have faith in your personality. Right. That you're not just walking around here like, you know, so your confidence is about inside. A hundred percent. But on the outside, is that something that you're still working on or what? I'm still working on it. And obviously, you know, I'm like everybody else. I may catch an angle sometimes be like, bitch, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay. You know, I, you know, I, everybody has those moments where they feel like they look really good. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, that's never, you know, people think it's funny, but I tell them my entire life, I have heard my dad call me beautiful or make a one time 
in my entire life. I'm 36 years old. Um, and he was talking about me to someone else. And he said, I have three beautiful daughters. So he might not even it was like, like the one that was kind of like, <laughs> it, it was very indirect. Like <laughs> it could have been my other two sisters that were like carrying it, you know, mm. and I was just like kind of helping along. But he always used to tell us that it's not about your looks. Mm. It's, it's not, it's a hundred percent about who you are and where I'm from and the time that I grew up, it is not cute to be who I am. It is not still, it is not, um, IG worthy or fashionable to be a mixed race person from the area that I'm from. And I see myself as a black woman and I carry myself as that, but where I am from, it's really hard to be who I am. Mm -hmm. So they don't let you forget that you don't look like these other girls. Mm -hmm. They don't let you forget that you're never going to be prom queen and you're never going to be homecoming queen, not because you're not worthy, but because you're not them. So that does something to you. It does something to the mind of a child. And then when you grow up and choices that I've made in my life and partners that I've chosen um, that have also made it a point to make sure that I did not feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of that you have to take on yourself and you Mm -hmm. have to say, okay, you have to switch the mindset, but sometimes the damage has been done. Yeah. You know, and that's why I am so passionate about what I do with my children and the Mm -hmm. words that I say to them and the way I treat other folks, children, Mm -hmm. because those seeds that are planted in youth, they sprout and, and, some scars you just can't get rid of. You can't outheal. Wow. So there's also that biracial element. Right. Because I've had so many conversations like this before. And it's something that you can't understand when, you know, from my standpoint, I'm kind of like right in the middle of like light skin, light skin, dark skin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been able to play both sides of that field at times. You know what I mean? When I was coming up, I was a little bit lighter, got a little bit darker one summer. It was out in the sun a lot. (laughs) And it just, it just never went back. Every on, summer, chocolate. I would get dark and I would go back light. And it, but you know, that's that colorism that we have in right. our community. And I first kind of uh, was aware of it in a past relationship where I'm making jokes about light skinned this and dark skinned that. Right. But that person was hurt by that right. because she spent a, a lot of time in the South where she was hearing things about her her skin tone right Right. and i didn't realize that and when you say where you come from i'm assuming you mean the south right from texas yeah Yeah. from texas so like um that's that's really interesting that that colorism aspect is ever since i've become aware of it i've been like okay i have a friend that that i try to tell like hey man like watch who you say those jokes around because i'm starting to learn that that stuff hurts people to be questioned like you're not really black because you're partially white Right. And we have places in our country where that's more rampant. Like they the do South. not care. And Maryland yeah. is a southern state. A lot of people yeah. don't know that mm-hmm. officially that it is. But it's very much act Maryland, like a northern Right. It was state. mostly a Confederate state. Yeah, yeah. Because you had to cross over into Pennsylvania to be considered to be in the north. Absolutely. What's so funny being in Maryland in my whole life is that when I go to Pennsylvania, I feel like I'm in the south. Right. Pennsylvania is rough. Pennsylvania is so like. My homegirls and I were talking about meeting there, and I was like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like. Girl, no. What? (laughs) Like, no, I'm good. No, thank you. So, um, that being said, though, man, that's that's really interesting. I mean, it's like so many different, like your hair texture, your skin color, these kind of things that people then separate you. So, are you speaking on you're not white and you're not black? No, I'm black. 
That is my mom is. Or white. as far as from other people's perspective, you right. don't get to be with the white kids or the black kids is what I mean. So for me growing up, it that was the that was the um the way things were. Is that you know, the few, the very few black people that were at my school, um, they didn't accept us for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it was, you know, it, it was such a hard thing because they would talk about my sister and I specifically. Um, and I do have a younger brother that came up during that time, too. Um, but they would talk about us for, you know, being half white and, you know, all this other stuff. Talk about my mom and all these other things. But all they wanted were the white girls. So it was like. I wasn't good enough to be among y'all, but then I also, you don't even like black girls. Like, right. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, that's so crazy. What, how we do that in right. our community where we bring ourselves down. Right. And we tend to, and, and, and a lot of times we don't see ourselves doing it. No. Like I, I talk about this and a lot of people disagree with me to be honest, mm-hmm. but I talk about this in the sense of when, when I hear things about white privilege, I understand what people mean by this. Right. I understand the meaning of it. But to the same extent, words have power. Right. And if you keep putting privilege along with white skin, I have to, I lived a life of privilege though. Right. I may be black, but I haven't really ever been poor. Right. I've never been assaulted by the police Mm -hmm. or profiled by the police. I have that privilege of never experiencing a lifestyle that many black people have. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's even like. So I, I I don't place on myself that because I'm black, I have to look at myself as being less than. I automatically see myself as equal. Right. And that's something that I feel privileged to have experienced. And I think it's because I had a grandmother who grew up in the South and knows what it's like to have white people call her nigger. Mm-hmm. But she never, never, ever in my grandmother's whole life, despite all that she's been through, did she ever say to me, I need to hate white people, right. try to be like white people or anything like that? It was always just be you. Yeah. And if she whooped my ass, it was for every other reason. It wasn't <laughs> it was, because yeah. uh, you embarrassed me in front of these white folk. Nothing right. like that. Right. But some people go through that stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, it's a shame. Yeah. Well, I will. This is what I always say, you know, when we come down to this topic is that I would argue Um, that over the course of my life, especially the first 18 years of my life being in Texas is that I had to fight harder to be who I was Mm -hmm. and what I was than many other black folks that are in urban city areas. Yeah. Because when they went to school, when y'all went to school, you had teachers that look like you, you right. had principals that look like you, you had peers that look like you. Truly and honestly true for me in your community. Folks look like you. You're the folks who have the store, all those things mm-hmm. where I'm from. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I didn't have any teachers that look like me. We had one black teacher the entire time I was in school. Mm-hmm. So there's no safety there. You mm-hmm. know, they always say there's safety in numbers, but what if there's only you're two or three of you yeah, and I you're truly know outnumbered, that is a, you know, that is and like. I'm from, I'm from clan country. I'm mm-hmm. not from you know, play around Dallas and say, no, I'm from clan country. (laughs) I am like, I am from, I am an hour and a half away from Jasper, Texas, where a man in like 1994 was drug behind a truck. I remember that. I think I was (laughs) in James Bird elementary school. when that Absolutely. So, and that happened in the 90s and that was an hour and a half away from where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell me about progress and you can't tell me about change. And you say, you know, 
as a black man that you you haven't experienced racial profiling I haven't. and you haven't experienced poverty. Well, me with my light skin and my green eyes and my looser textured hair, I've experienced all of those things right. in spades. So you can't and no one can tell me what I am. Right. You know, and there's been a lot over the years and, and even people on Instagram, I'll have, you know, I've had some horrible things said to me, um, you know, that I'm, I'm not black and because my number one hashtag is always support black business. Mm-hmm. And I am, I am always working with black photographers, but it's not just about modeling. It's about me dedicating my entire career. The people that I employ are black people. The people that I have promoted throughout my career have been black people. The people that I have helped to get through school have mm-hmm. been black people. I mm-hmm. believe in our people and I believe in what I'm doing so that has always been kind of in for years it was a sore spot for me and it was a point of contention Mm -hmm. but now I have just gotten to a place of peace where it's I am what I am yeah and if you don't like that you don't like it and that's okay and you can stay the fuck where you are right everybody needs that I think at some point we all have to get comfortable enough with ourselves that we understand that is not about other people and bringing down other people becomes just pointless because you're happy enough with yourself that you don't need to make someone else feel bad in order for you to feel good. And I don't need to, I don't need to stand on a mountaintop and prove to you what I am. Now, if you want to talk to me and you want to ask me questions about my story and my past and things like that, absolutely. I will sit down with you. I will tell you about these black children that I'm raising. I will tell you about this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. However, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I can just be what I am and be completely comfortable with that. Personally, I don't find that important. And and I even the funniest thing is that I've had this conversation with plenty of people is that most of the times that I felt like I've had to deal with racism, because like you said, I'm from the north. I'm from a southern state. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people consider this the northeast. Right, Right. Right. Region of America. Right. And um, I've been around predominantly black people growing up in Baltimore. Like you just said, yeah, my principal was black. Mm -hmm. So we did Kwanzaa more so than Christmas. And we sung the Negro national anthem, whatever that was. We didn't even really do the other one. Like the, the real, the, the, National Anthem, we didn't sing that. Right, right. We sung the Lift Every Voice, and that's what I sung every day. <laughs> right. You know, so I was kind of brought up differently and didn't realize it until I was able to look back on it. All mm-hmm. my teachers were black. So I was being constantly taught this black pride, and like I said, my grandmother was never like, try to be like this or try to be no, like that. No, just be who you are. It was like, be who you are. She never instilled in me that like, you know, you're not going to get the same opportunities because you're black. She, Because no one ever said that to me, it never was something that I thought about. So I feel like I never hindered myself in that way. Right. And I didn't feel like I started to hear those kind of things or the kind of things that felt self-limiting until I got older and I was hearing them from black people. Right. right. That when I would get a good report card, I didn't even like to share my report card. I was an honor roll student. I didn't like to share my report card because everybody around me would have called me white. Right. right. You know, uh, my, my, uh, my girl, she, you know, many people, not just her will, will remark on how, like I talk differently. Sometimes, sometimes I talk hood. Sometimes I don't. And it's because I've kind of developed two different dialects. Like I have this like Ebonics. Right. That I can get into. Yeah. But then I also have like a phone voice. And it kind of depends that on what the conversation and that vernacular, is. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's and it's like if I meet someone and that's how I'm talking, then it's like, 
where are you from? Right. You talk white. <laughs> you know why you talk so proper? I'm from Baltimore. Right. And you and you start to it it, it starts to become really exhausting because you feel like, man, I got to keep on proving that I deserve this black card. You know right. what I mean? Right. And we have to stop doing that to each other. You know, we it's a it really is a shame. That's a this we could go on about this forever. Absolutely. But I think that's a shame. And um and it's funny because like I said, I tend to not even think about it to the point I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth. That's how much I don't think about that. You know what I mean? But other people really it's 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 something that they feel like they have to do, just bring people down and right. Well, I'm from a place that folks don't let you forget what you are. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And just when getting too comfortable can get you killed. And and people may think that that's an understatement or that I'm joking about it or things like that. But, you know, when we look at like today, the precedent that was set with Ahmaud Arbery and mm-hmm. God rest his soul and, you know, all three of those men being convicted of, you know, in life in prison. Um, those things happen all the time where I'm from. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make national news. Right. Right. We, don't, we don't talk about it, you right. know. So it's it's one of those things that it's you have to find your own way to to make a way in this world mm-hmm. and I never like to go down the path of bringing somebody else down I'm all about elevating I'm all about uplifting I'm all about seeing other folks win but some folks don't want to win and that's white black purple brown blue yeah, whatever it's all across some the folks spectrum. don't want to win and if you don't want to win, you can't be on my team. You can't be in my circle. You can't be around my children. You can't be around anything else. Because if you're going to use those caustic words and if you're going to be, um, you know, divisive, then what do I have a use for you? Yeah. You can go stay over there. And right. I've had partners and, and you acknowledging that with, you know, a former partner of yours. I have had partners throughout my life that, you know, used to call me white girl. Like, oh, I got me a white girl in this. And it used to aggravate the piss out of me mm-hmm. to the point where now as a grown ass adult, you know, when I'm having a conversation with a gentleman, if I first meet somebody and they're like, well, what are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm black. And they're like, no, you're not. That is our last conversation. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, you don't get a second turn at that with yeah. me. Like, okay, that's, I'm not going to argue with you, Slim. You got it. You know, you, I'm, I might've given you some, but now you done, you done <laughs> fucked it up for both of us. Like, you know? so, I agree with you going there though. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not doing that. Yeah. Because I, I think I'm tired. As black people, we have enough to worry about. Right. You, I got to be fish to fry. divided amongst ourselves. Right. And I've had these conversations where I've said to people certain things. And like I said, I think that might be a whole nother podcast. I'm not going to go there. But I think that in a certain sense, you do have to almost develop like, okay, we're all on the same team. Like if shit hits the fan, I'm going to treat you like a teammate. I got you. You're my brother. You're my sister. Shit hasn't hit the fan. So for right now, I'm just going to focus here and you just be over there. You know what I mean? And hopefully you get it if it goes there. But at the at the end of the day, though, I want to stay on this subject, but not exactly on this on the colorism part. No, not. Well, I will say for me and this is (laughs) I will tell you, this has been the hardest thing is that the person who fucked it up for me was Rachel Dolezal. Mm. She messed everything (laughs) up for me because (laughs) I have this picture in my mind. In my mind, I look like her in Mm -hmm. my mind. And I can't 
get past it. So in the past, when I was, you know, getting my like little Senegalese twists and I was doing this and I was doing that, all I can see is Rachel Dolezal in my head Mm -hmm. and I can't escape her. So that has been the only... (laughs) Rachel like the comparisons with her and sometimes there are pictures that I will take that I will not even post or not even do because in my mind I'm like if one person I'm very strong and you know people have called me fat and a pig someone has said that I need to commit suicide there's been a lot I can't of crazy believe that people say those kind of oh, things people say that's wild what I want to get into yeah. go ahead they say wild stuff it's the day that someone calls me Rachel Dolezal. That you're I'm gonna, flipping this shit. You're going to lose I'm, it. I'm, I'm deleting my Instagram. I <laughs> cannot. Like, I can deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with that. I'm not. I, I mean, I hope that no one does it because I, I don't want to see that happen. Because it'll be over. Uh, you like I said, I mean? I'll, you know, I'll take my basketball and go home. Yeah, I'm not going to do I don't, it. I don't want to see that happen. And now I know people like listening to it. They're going to like That's what I was gangster. thinking, but I you feel know, like I don't yeah, even want to go there. Self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, okay, yeah. well, whatever. But still, Rachel yeah. Dole is all. Like, that's been a stressful Make it the time me. that somebody really means it. Yeah, Because right. now people right. are going to say Maybe if like a man in my personal life, like right. if a man was like, yo, I thought you were Rachel Dolezal, that'll probably be it for me. I'll say this, though, in order to hopefully <laughs> calm your nerves about that. I don't think you look like her. Thank you. Thank but you. that being said, though, I don't want to stay on a negative topic for no, too long. Yeah, absolutely. However, I do want to talk more because that's why I brought this up initially, though. Um, you know, your confidence, you know, where you where you get that from. Because I want to speak about the crazy things that people say when a person that is considered a plus size mm-hmm. person is posting sexy photos right. or, you know, modeling, having the nerve to want to model. How dare themselves. you exist and, and do that? Yeah. What are your feelings about? We've talked about the racial side of it. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings about as far as body positivity? Right. It makes me no never mind whatsoever Mm -hmm. um i you know and again this has been a long journey for me this has been therapy this has been a lot of different things Mm -hmm. for me to get to that point um when you have you know and it's no disrespect but when you have an intimate when you have a husband you know Mm -hmm. and that's supposed to be the person that's the closest person in the world to you Mm -hmm. and that person makes it a point to make sure that you're very aware of your body and how big you are. And they use certain words to describe you and say certain things. If you can live through that, if you can get through that and get on the other side, like I have been blessed to do a stranger on the internet can't say shit to me. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. I, I laugh at it most of the time. Um, it stresses my mom out. It stresses my friends that are close to me out. Everyone who loves me, they don't want to see people say those things to me because they know most of the people in my life have been with me for a long time. They know the journey that I've had Mm -hmm. and they know how hard it was for me to claw my way out of that. Mm -hmm. So they don't want me to backslide. Right. But I try to explain to them that the peace I have, it's not it's it's not something that can be taken away. Mm-hmm. So I'm OK. And when I laugh at those things or when I repost it or when I respond to those people, um, it's just my way of saying, like, you can say whatever you want. I, I, I genuinely do not care. And I don't make commentary about other people's body now. If a man got a big old dick and he's got his little gray sweatpants on, I'm going to say something about that. <laughs> but that is my right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not going to make negative commentary about someone else's body. And I'm damn sure not going to make negative commentary on the internet. Yeah. Like 
Because a lot of those people, 99.92% of the people who say those vile and vicious and all, and I've been lucky because I have friends in the plus size space that have been, you know, just demolished. Mm -hmm. They would never say that to my face. Right. They would, woman or man, you would never walk up to me in a bar, in the grocery store, in whatever, and call me a pig. That's the thing about the internet. Right. It, it makes it sucks. You know, so many thugs. people who are saying things that they would never say. No, you would never say person. that to my face. Right. And I am, you know, in a past life in a former life, I'll get with you. You know what I'm saying? You want to get stupid. I want to get stupid too. I'm not there anymore. However, good. <laughs> good. It's been my good. children. Don't, don't, uh, don't give them the pleasure, <laughs> you know, but I just, and honestly, I know it sounds like Pollyanna. I feel bad for that person. Genuinely. That is someone. That's who, how I feel. That's someone who really, you got to be in a really dark place. You got to be a real sad son of a bitch mm-hmm. to get on somebody else's internet. This is my little corner of the internet. You right. don't have to follow Miss Johnson again. You don't have to look at my fat ass. Yeah. You don't have to do that. So for you to leave your corner of the internet and bring your ass over to my corner of the internet and say something crazy to me. God, I feel for you. That means that you are not getting the requisite sex. And it all comes back to that for me. Mm -hmm. Someone ain't loving on you the right way. Because Mm -hmm. if someone was loving on you the right way, you wouldn't have time to come over and see what fat ass Artisima is doing. You know what? This might seem like it isn't related, but I think it is. Mm -hmm. I was listening to probably, it was many months ago, but... I'm getting old, so time just moves so quickly <laughs> that some things feel like they were yesterday that might have been Tell like last year. Right, right. Um, and I don't mean just uh, with it being January, uh, just 21. But with that being said, I heard Mia Khalifa, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. She she does porn. She did porn. Okay, okay. And she's Muslim. Okay. So. I love that for her. That's not. That's not. That's acceptable. Upon. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she quit it. And now she's kind of an advocate against porn. And she was speaking openly about some of the things that she would, that men in the Muslim community would say about her. Oh God. Yeah. But still to this day, and I don't think she's done porn over like four or five years, maybe she's like one of the most search, most watched women on the internet. Mm -hmm. And many Muslim men watch her. Mm -hmm. So they literally go on the internet. It's shame. They watch her. Mm Mm-hmm. They jerk off to her. A hundred percent. They bust a nut. Mm-hmm. Then they turn around and find her. whatever social media right. she is on right. her. And call her a there. whore and say and, she's going to die. And, right. Yeah. Death to her family. And, and that's yeah. so crazy because a lot of times it really does speak back to what problems are in that person's life. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and they got to put it on you. A hundred percent. And I think that is there is not a mistake that they're in your corner of right. the Internet. Right. They, yeah. You, you had to come and find me, you right. know, and even if it's the way the algorithm is and stuff like that, and I pop up on your feed, it, it, it takes you because you've been looking at these right. things. You can literally flip up. You don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a lot of it is shame. And, and I think that, you know, I, on a humble tip, I will say that maybe 50 to 60% of those men are actually attracted to me. Um, but they, you know, being with a fat girl is taboo. I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, so some of it is that, is that you're attracted to me, but it bothers you that you're attracted to me or you're attracted to me and you know, there's no way in hell that I would 
spend any time with you. So you say something hateful. Some of them, I will say, I'm pretty sure my ex-husband maybe has a couple spam accounts. Like <laughs> I said, he might be trolling me. Mm-hmm. You know? so, but, you know, and then the other people are people that they're either health advocates or, you know, whatever. And I say, quote unquote, health advocates, because part of health is mental health. And so for you to say vile, disgusting, horrible things to someone and reduce their mental health tells me that this health kick that you're on ain't about shit. Yeah. You know, because mental health and physical health are all in alignment. So what a little verse right there. What a little Bible verse. You right know there. what I'm saying? I put a little something out there, but that's kind of the thing. It's like. Don't talk to me about my health. I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I could have high blood pressure, the sugar, all of those things. And guess what? It is none of your business. Yeah. You're not paying for my medic. And I don't thank God, you know, but you're not paying for my medications. You're not, you have nothing to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So I just, I've, I've been really big on my daddy used to tell me, you know, what someone else eats doesn't make you shit. Yeah. So what you do has zero and to quite do with literally me. in this conversation, literally, yeah. if, if I sat around and eaten ho-hos and donuts and that, no, you know, I was big. I was 10 pounds when I was born. I've been mm-hmm. big all through mm-hmm. school. I was big before I had kids. I was bigger after I had kids. Mm-hmm. I've been an athlete the entire time, but none of that matters. Mm-hmm. I'm big and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And you can either fetishize it, which is what a lot of people do. Yes. You know, that's the weird shit that I get. Um, or you can be neutral, mm-hmm. which I, I, I live for a happy neutral, mm-hmm. or you can go out of your way to say something crazy. You know, Speaking it, speaking on it for me personally, I just like to pe- see people doing them. Right. I'm that kind of person that I truly don't give a damn either way. If you're happy, I'm happy. Right. Like you I like am, it, I love it. I am the most literal sense of like a liberal person, mm-hmm. like truly. Where look, I think everything should be legal. Right. I don't give a damn what drug you do. Listen, if that's what you want to do with yourself. Live your Fine. life, kid. If if and you not come, kids, yeah. if right, like if you're my <laughs> kid or immediate family member, and I, I have that extra amount of caring about your life, yeah, I'm gonna step in. Right. But for the stranger, I want you to be happy because guess what? If you're happy, you're probably not worrying about me. Exactly. So my attitude is: do what makes you happy, be you. Right. And I love to see people doing that. Let's say I'm playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. what are your feelings on people who are going to say you just said it though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but have you do you have your own thoughts of like i need to do this different i need to eat this different anything like that no no not at all absolutely not i would like for you to explain why that's how you feel um i spent the better part of my life either you know, working out, playing basketball, running cross country, um, you know, six hours a day, barely eating. And I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was trying to lose weight. I was trying to maintain a weight as a, as an adolescent, as Mm -hmm. someone who, you know, like 17, 18 years old. Um, and then, like I said, going through life and getting married, I have done every diet you can think of. I have done every workout plan. I have P90X. I have danced with Sean. I have done everything you can possibly think. <laughs> Listen to me. Me and Sean used to get it popping. Okay. I was twerking in my living room. I have done everything, but I was doing those things 
because I wanted someone else to love me. Mm-hmm. And when that became less important than me loving me, I move my body because I want to move my body. I do cross or I do kickboxing because I want to do kickboxing. I still go play basketball with my kids because that feels good. And that's time that we have together. Um, I make a salad when I want to make a salad because that's what I want to do. And I will eat Krispy Kreme donuts if the spirit moves me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing this to make. And if a man came into my life again, and I have had men, several men Mm -hmm. come into my life over the past couple of years. And damn, boo, like, you know, if you if you lost about like 30, 40 pounds, you would look like Khloe Kardashian. My guy, Khloe Kardashian don't look like Khloe Kardashian. Right. So no, you facts. want me to be. That's facts. Caught, uh, and I and I that's not saying anything bad about her. But right. it, the, no, the, but it's true. The facts are the facts. Mm-hmm. You know, someone altering their appearance and people do it every day. And that's yeah. cool. But I'm going to be who and what I am. Like, and I'm not going to do it to look like somebody else. I'm not going to do this so I can look like Erica Lauren or so I can look like Tabor and Major. No, because that's not who I am. So yeah, I, I don't have an argument in mind for it. It's, it's like, I yawn when people say those kinds of things, because I don't have to justify any of those choices to you. I appreciate you answering that question though. Because I feel like someone out there needed to hear that. Well, I hope so. And I, I, I and hope I so. hope that when I put that soundbite out there, <laughs> that it helps somebody. Yeah. Because I, so. I was thinking about this. You know what I mean? Because I was uh, the thing is, I don't like the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's not my thing. I just don't like it. Yeah. And um, I'm a, I'm gonna speak on like the Joe Rogan podcast. I've been starting to listen to it a lot recently. Right. And the way that sometimes he talks about people who don't exercise and things like that will almost make me feel like sometimes like, man, I got to make sure I like get me a gym membership soon. No, absolutely not. I said to a friend of mine recently, like one thing I need to stop doing in my life is getting gym memberships because I'm wasting my money because I don't like being in the gym. (laughs) You're not going to do it. I do not have the ability to understand how it's fun to some people to lift a weight multiple times and then put it down. But that's I don't get it. And and and, and that's right, the it's thing. their thing. It's not my right, thing. Right. I don't have to do that. Yeah. You absolutely do not. And I think that's what happens a lot of time, especially with Instagram. And that's why. So I didn't have social media. I didn't have Instagram until I've only had it for maybe like two years, two and a half. I'm years. recent on it as 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 well. Yeah, I had really one back in the it. day with thousands of followers. Right. I was like, I don't like this. I got off of that and Facebook yeah. and recently came back just yeah. to share my photography. Right. That's I all did, I want to do. I did the MySpace thing, you know, briefly. And MySpace I think, was you know, fun. Yeah, I was MySpace young was when fun. MySpace was out yeah, MySpace and that shit was, was fun. fun. You know, but like real social media, mm-hmm. I wasn't kicking it on it too tough. Like that just wasn't something that I was doing. Yeah. And it's good that I didn't do that because one, I was raising my family. I had kids. I was focused on my children. I don't have time That's to take real a life. thousand. You yeah, know, you I were living real life. I was a wife. I was a mother. I was PTA president. I was all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have time to take a picture of me being PTA president. I just yeah. went and was PTA president, yeah. you know? Um, but I'm glad that I waited till a big old or an older age to do it because I have that inner peace and mm-hmm. I have that. I, I don't look at a picture of a beautiful skinny, like my friend poor. I don't look at pictures of poor and her like cute little lingerie and think, Oh my God. I want to be that. No, I say good for poor. Like, bitch, you're bad. Yeah. And and that's it. I don't look at Megan the Stallion and think, oh my God. I want. 
No, I don't look at Khloe Kardashian or Kim. I don't look at that and think, my God, if I just did this, this, not. no, I don't spend any time. I say good for them. Like See, amazing. I feel, you. I feel you on that a hundred percent because I don't even follow anybody that yeah. I don't actually just like for some reason. Right. Like right. I think of when it comes to male celebrities, I follow the weekend because I love his music. Right. Right. I follow Moses Sumney because I love his music. Okay. Moses Sumney posts pictures of himself shirtless all the time to where sometimes I ask, I'm, I'm like, if someone else sees me <laughs> looking at this, they're going to think I'm gay. <laughs> the kind of shit that Moses Sumney posts all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Which it is what it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, I never think to myself, I wish I looked like that. Or I wish I had the weekend's followers or I wish right. I had his talent. Like, and I comparison, think comparison and, and, and a gentleman told me this and it has stuck with me ever since a Jamaican uh, gentleman. And I, he, he, it's always stuck with me. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at this or comparing or doing, you're taking every little bit of joy that you have away. And yeah. I refuse to give my joy away. Right. Now, see, you know, that's that's really you dropping some words here. I knew this was going to happen. That's why I said, you know what? Hey, I got to get Artisma over here because seriously, like there's something to be said about it because you didn't come here and sit down and say that you just think that you're perfect and that you think that you're the most beautiful thing on the earth. And it's all about me, me, me. Look at me. You know what I mean? It's it's there's a complexity to your decision to say, I'm going to step out here and do this. You know, it's, it sounds like a journey that's, that's built in some fighting to say, you know, and I'm not going to be pulled back anymore by all these things in my mind or all these things that people have said to me. And I think that's something that people need to hear in this day and age where we kind of, where I think the internet is supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to be the entertainment. Yeah. And I think it mostly is still a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, has brought us into a new age that is not something I just think that's something that's just a fact right. right but I feel like as human beings we brought this human element to it that we bring to everything where we find a way to ruin something right we get something good and we mess it up right and and its ability to bring us together I think is turning into us kind of separating ourselves into little pockets and mm-hmm. little groups that just fight each other right all day long to where there can't be plus size models and straight size models and yeah right or they can't just coexist together mm-hmm. but they also just can't come together and all be models right. like we can't we can't be black over here white over no, here we always but we also can't come together right it, and it's it's, and it's people, strange they do that because again safety in numbers mm-hmm. if i can make a classification or a distinction on something and you have something similar now there's safety because it's not just me and it's not just you we're banded together so we do that but it, it's always divisive tools and always. it should i feel like it shouldn't really have to be right i think that we should be able to find for me. I don't believe in any of the censorship on the internet either, because I know as much as it may suck to have people say the things that they say to you also believe if they're, you know, here, especially because it's in our constitution, they have the right to say these stupid things. And I think that for people like yourself who can articulate, this is why you're dumb and I feel bad for you. Yeah. It's good for them to hear that. Right. I think it's good for us to have, conversation and be able to talk about the things that make us different and hopefully that can help us understand and respect each other at the end of the day 
You know what I mean? Well, it's a lot of self-work that goes into... Um, I, I spend a lot of time in my head. I think that typically people think like I'm an extrovert and everything, but I'm, I've always, I am a chronically lonely person. Um, and I am a chronically like in always in my head, always thinking. And over the years, you know, I play games with myself and I play mental games and I try to think through all of these different scenarios. And before I started actually taking the modeling seriously and started posting pictures of myself, like really doing it, I sat down for months and went through every single scenario that I could possibly think of. What would I do if someone called me a nigger? What would I do if this, what would I do if that? And I thought that through. And to be honest, I felt the sting and the pain of it because I can put myself in that place because I've had those things happen to me in real life. Mm -hmm. So I feel, and I felt how I felt during those certain times. And then I processed it out. And by the time I was done and I knew I was ready when I was thinking those situations through and I was like, And then the next day I'm going to post again. And I wasn't stuck in that place. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend that to anyone because yes, you have the right to say whatever it is that you want to say. That doesn't make you a good person. Yeah. And that doesn't make you someone that I should have around. Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that have been through what I've been through or been through. I'm not going to better or worse. Those, those words are relative and they're subjective, but people have been through things and the hurt and the sting of those words have been really, really hard for them to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I am grateful and thankful that I have built myself up to a place because of everything that I've been through that I can kind of like a duck and just let that, Just wash off my back and keep it pushing and keep it moving. And I do it because I have three children looking at me. I have a daughter and I have two sons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people can say with it, my mom has had things and whatever, you know, oh, your, your nipple is on the internet and you're this and you're that. I do what I do and I have these open conversations with my children and we talk about comfort and we talk about autonomy and we talk about all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that every step of the way that they're with me and I ask my children, what are you going to do if somebody at school is like, I saw your mom's nipple. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And my daughter says to me, I would say like, well, where's your dusty mama? Like, where's her nipple at? Okay. You know, my mom, my mom's the shit. And Mm -hmm. that's what my kids say. Mm -hmm. So that lets me know that something, their dad and I got that right. You know, that our children are strong enough Mm -hmm. or their dads. And I got that right Mm -hmm. to know that our children are strong enough to stand on their own two feet Mm -hmm. and not fall or not bow down to the to the ebb and flow of what people, because the same people who will call me a fat ass bitch are the same people that'll be trying to suck on my titty right. behind closed doors. That's the reality of That's it. That's what as, it is. As we've said here a couple yeah. of times. And, and my children have to see that. Mm-hmm. And my children have to know and understand that, that people will say whatever when it's popular or what, you know, mm-hmm. what really matters is the stuff that they do. It's the people that are going to stand in there with you mm-hmm. and the people that are going to be in your corner. And if someone is not in my corner or in my circle, I do not give a fuck about what they say about yeah, me. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like that it speaks to the first part. The self-love is the most important 100%. love. If you just hop on the internet expecting love from other people, no. Or thinking that, man, I'm real good at singing. I'm about to just start this Yo. YouTube and, it, and I'm be singing. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be people to tell you, you don't, you can't sing. Yeah. They're going to be things people that like, kill yourself. Do right, this. Do that. Right. You, you must 
understandable because we're getting to the point with before you start an Instagram or something, whatever you're doing. That's what I'm going to tell my kids when I get there. Like, think about what you're doing for a second. Right. Are you ready for it? Right. And who are you doing it for? Because are you ready for the fact that this is now a feeding ground for nonsense? Right. Be strong mentally. Be happy with yourself. And then you can put people in their places where they belong. Mm -hmm. Something that you've said continuously, which I agree with, is that, look, man, uh, like I said, I think people had the right to say crazy things. Yeah, say whatever. But they also Doesn't have matter. the right to get cussed out and put right. in the place that they belong. Well, and that's, that's what I want to have happen to these people. Yeah. I don't want them ki- because the thing what I like about a person saying too much is like, boom, now you told me I can't fuck with you. Right. I know who you are now. Like you I said you. to me, you thought I was a mute. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> a not functional mute. <laughs> I pay attention to how a person moves. Right. And I select certain people to be around. Right. Because I have, when I heard this a long time ago, I was very young. It's very stupid. And people say it all the time. But you got two ears and one mouth. Woo. Baby. You're supposed to listen more than you say talk. Say that one more time for me, please. Two ears. Mm. One mouth. Mm. Listen. <laughs> and, and, and if you're hearing, you're not doing it right. Right. Listen. Don't just hear. Listen. So I choose selectively, you know, at that D.C. meet, I could have linked up with anybody, but I was paying attention. Right. You know, so at the end of the day, I choose who I want to be around. I choose who I want to work with. That's important. People need to understand that. Kids need to understand that. I love what you've been saying here because it's important. Right. We've talked. And and for clarification, you know, all of the good folks at the D.C. meet. All wonderful people. Right. It's just energy. I'm not saying. I'm, it's, I, yeah, it's that's not what I'm getting at saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that anybody that I met no, there, yeah, yeah, I didn't did like because wrong. I liked everybody. Right. You right. know, I've started following everybody. Absolutely. And none of those people have been unfollowed. And I'll unfollow you in a second. Listen trust me. me. Trust me. Block. But what I mean is that, as far as someone that I think that I would like to, for work example, with. be in a podcast with me, right. Right. work with a little bit more outside of that space i have the right to choose that Absolutely. you know and i choose it's that just about energy to it's what about makes sense and right and that's the thing it that's what it all boils down to um because one another person i can speak on from there who i'm going to want to have on here next or in one of these is uh i don't know if you follow him on there neat shiny owl yes oh god his amazing work is incredible well and the crazy thing has been you talk about like me blowing up and do but honestly it's the quality of over the past couple months, the concepts and the execution and the growth is I've ridiculous. Told him, I've said, I don't know if he takes it seriously, but I'm dead serious. I've told him, teach me, bro. Yeah, show me I want to get around you and understand yeah. what the hell yeah. it is that you're doing because I have the access to all the same stuff that he's using. Right. So I'm just like, teach what am I not ways. doing? Right. He posted a picture. Where I was just like, flat out, tell me everything that you did. Yeah. <laughs> and he told me. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, wow, you know, because, you know, and that's and that's what I mean. Like I said, like definitely not to dog anybody. Right. Right. But just, you know, you want to connect with people. Yeah. And I think the most meaning way to meaningful way to connect with people is to be willing to understand who they are. Right. You know, because now, you know, that. Instagram allows me to use my two eyes and yes. instead of my one mouth. So yeah. with that being said, though, we've talked about some negative things and I want to end this on some positive. I want to hear about what this has done for you 
as far as this journey, what it's done for you as far as confidence, feeling more sexy. Hopefully that is something mm-hmm. that you feel. Love life. You've spoke on kids and things of that nature. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I ain't see so that coming. Much. Copious amounts. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I had to take a drink real quick. I'm like, this this girl is crazy. Is done. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, and and this could just be me just being just country and just the way I am. As far as um, confidence, why it hasn't done anything. Mm. I I knew who I was and I knew what it was before I ever right. posted a picture. Because you're not doing it for other people, right. Right? right? So you know. I've never, my sister and I laugh about that all the time. I've been saying since high school, I'll be like, I get dudes. If if your goal is just to get a a man or to get laid off of it or whatever. Okay. That's cool. That's easy. I, you know, that, that's, that, that's nothing. Um, so it hasn't done anything for me as far as physical confidence wise, because I look the same way I looked when I started this, what it has done for me in, in the vein of confidence is that it has shown me that I still have that same dogged determination that I thought maybe I had lost along the way, mm-hmm. you know, cause life changes and you get comfortable and I've settled into a routine. I have my kids. Like I told you, I've been single for a long time. So I have, I'm a routine based person mm-hmm. and not a lot of things have pulled my passions up and down over the past couple of years. I feel you. I can be like that too. Right. So I've just been complacent and I've just been going through And this showed me that I can take something that I've always wanted to do and I can pursue it and I can see it all the way out. And the thing that I tell, I've said it a million times and I'll say it a million times more is that I may never get signed to an agency. I'm 36 years old. The numbers are not in my favor, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I don't meet most agencies measurement requirements. I'm too big for most agencies who say that they represent plus size models. Mm-hmm. I am too big to fit their measurements. So I may never get signed to an agency. I may never be on a billboard. Is that my goal? Is that what I want? I want to be on a billboard. I want to see myself in Torrid. I want to see myself in these other places, but that may not happen for me. And that is okay. And for the right person or the right situation, I'd cancel my Instagram tomorrow. And I would keep moving with my life because my life was great before this. Mm. This has just been, like I said, an artistic exploration. This has been a creative exploration and a very much needed creative outlet for my life. That's it. That's all. That's been. Uh, I and mean... I was getting dick before. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, so that hasn't, none of that has changed for me. Now, what it has helped is, you know, obviously gentlemen that I meet and if they follow me on Instagram, it gives them a little bit more insight into like what I do and what my passions and my hobbies are. Mm-hmm. So it maybe helps them get to know me a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets, lets them see maybe like more of an insight to my sense of humor because I really do try to bring what people are seeing on Instagram is me. This is my sense of humor. This is the way that I do stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So it helps with that. But as far as like anything else, it is what it is. It gives my kids more street cred than it gives me. My Mm -hmm. children will name drop and and I'm like, yo, I'm not even really doing anything that great. But let me tell you something. My kids will use that. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Like that is what's up. Uh, 
bringing you here was a better decision than I thought it was going to be. It it's worked like, out so well. Has been. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> I've had a wonderful time. Your whiskey was amazing. You mm-hmm. have amazing taste in whiskey. I wish I could give you more. I, yeah. Every time I looked at your glass, yeah, I was like, like... Well, I was drinking it fast. I need you to have a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> But um, I almost just like grabbed your glass and poured <laughs> it, but I was like rude, rude. I would not be mad at that because I'm telling you, uh, I was the the, the conversation was fun. Honestly, well, a lot. I'm gl- I, I, uh, I'm so glad you asked me to come. So glad. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I did too. So with that being said, we'll wrap it up and we're gonna take some photos. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs>